Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. All right, welcome to the Money Night Podcast. I'm Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Great to be with you for another episode of the podcast. You may notice no Ben George today, no host, just me. That's because I'm doing a special episode this time. I've got a special guest with me, Jim Kirk with Compassion International. Jim is with the Legacy and Asset Giving Team with Compassion. So welcome in, Jim. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me, Wade. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, I've known Jim for quite some time, and but obviously you guys don't. So tell, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be involved with Compassion International. Yeah, sure. So as you said, I'm on the Legacy and Asset Giving Team. And uh, my journey with Compassion started with a church uh, outreach program 20 years ago uh, when my daughter was three or four years old. And my church presented on Compassion as one of the ministries our church supported. And we sponsored a child back then. And then fast forward about eight years later, I was serving at Compassion, helping with strategy and, and um kind of budgeting things and moved into engaged with ministry partners of ours. And for the last four years, I've been in plan giving or estate and legacy, um, legacy and asset giving. So uh, it's been a great ride. It's a great ministry. It's a, uh, it's, I'm thankful to be a part of it. Okay, great. You know, that's some, I just learned something new about you, Jim. I did not know that's how you got me involved. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So let's take a step back though. Okay. Because, you know, obviously I'm familiar with compassion. I've been involved with them for a long time, both as a donor and also with the Financial Planning Network, which is a group of advisors that Compassion has put together to, I guess, to promote, would you say promote Compassion and also help with, you know, plan giving ideas and things like that as well? Yeah. And it really is a service to our ministry partners. Sometimes we have folks come to us and ask us for advice. And there's a certain amount of expertise we have on our team, but we also recognize our limitations. So folks like you, Wade, that have a heart for the ministry, that have a heart for the Lord, and that know these you know, kind of financial tools that are available and can help implement them for donors. Also, your understanding of estate planning and the value of that and stewarding wisely all that God's entrusted to you, you're amongst that team of financial planners network that really helps serve our ministry partners who surface and say, I want help. I need help. Um, Or I've got an idea. Can you help me? And that's where you come in and, and really kind of further what we get done. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. But I wanted to take a step back just for a minute and just kind of for those folks that may not be familiar with Compassion International. Can you tell us, Jim, a little bit maybe about the history of Compassion and what does Compassion do in a nutshell? Yeah. Yeah. So Compassion started during the Korean War. Uh, There was a minister named Everett Swanson who traveled from Chicago to to Korea to minister to the troops. And while he was there, he noticed some garbage men were picking it, you know, poking a pitchfork or something at their shovel at the garbage uh, in the morning. And he asked why. And it was because there were so many orphans, so many kids living on the streets. And sometimes they'd stay in the garbage to be warm at night. And sometimes they wouldn't make it through the night. And mm-hmm. so it just broke his heart that there were all these kids that were being orphaned as a result of the war. And so he, on the plane ride home, there's a story about it, the, the kind of the engines whirring. And, and God just continually impressed upon him like, hey, there's something you can do here. And then someone came through with a huge gift or to, to start the ministry, something like that happened. And so two orphanages were birthed uh, in Korea. And then over the years, we started partnering with local churches around the world as the ministry expanded. Um, and so now we serve in 27 countries. We partner with over 8,000 churches. 
And everything we do is targeted towards children in poverty. And so our tagline is releasing children from poverty in Jesus name. And that's what we do. And so we're, we're church-based. So everything we do is through the local church. And so God gets the glory through his local church. It's Christ-centered and it's child-focused. And so we take kids now, pregnant moms, all the way through kids age 22. And even someone recently joined our team here who grew up eating from garbage dumps in Kenya and now he's going to be on the plant giving team of compassion. So this, oh, awesome. you know, these kids go from such despair, uh, but yet they, they get the hope in Christ and they get, you know, a holistic child development model. They walk into their medical, their dental, their, their schooling is augmented. They get food, you know, they get all that they need to grow holistically, social time, leadership development, all that stuff. So you take a kid who really comes in, they don't have toilets, they don't have running water. Um, they learn how to handle those basic things. And then they end up going to be plumbers, teachers, you know, you name it. And it's, uh, it's wonderful to see what God does. Yeah, it really is. I mean, having sponsored, I think we have four, four children right now. The thing that, you know, sometimes people might say, well, you're sponsoring kids. What about the kids that aren't sponsored? But, but that's really not how it works. I mean, yes, you get the opportunity to sponsor a child. But like you said, you work to the local churches and really the whole community benefits from your sponsorship, I, I think seems like one of the main reasons they do the sponsorship way is so that you can get personally involved with someone's life. It is. And, and also the value of those. So that's a great point I didn't bring up. Most of our giving comes in from people who give $38 a month to sponsor a specific child. And they write letters to that child and the child writes back. And those words carry so much weight. When you go visit, when I've had the pleasure of visiting these families, the kids keep every letter that they've ever been sent. Oh, and many yeah. times the kids share that the first time they, they were told that someone loved them was their sponsor writing them a letter. Mm. Um, you know, you can picture the ab- abject poverty they're living in and people are just getting by. They don't have the time or the wherewithal to think about telling each other they love them. And so, um, so those words of encouragement and love, scripture versus whatever is shared between a sponsor and a child uh, really opens the world to this child. So they stay in school. There's something bigger and beyond and frankly, it's the love of Christ in these folks that comes through those letters and spurs, spurs children on to become all that God's created them to be. I love it. And, you know, the other thing I appreciate about compassion is they're fiscally responsible. They manage their stuff well. You can feel confident, you know, if you're, when you're giving to them that they're going to steward your money well. Okay. So that kind of leads me into one of the, you know, the goal of today. I wanted to introduce people to compassion if they, they weren't familiar with it or maybe they've heard of it but didn't really understand what they do. I mean, I'm all on board with the work they're doing. It's great. And so, you know, and there's, there's other good organizations out there as well. And we know that, you know, there's lots of ways to help these organizations. The simplest way that we're all pretty familiar with, you know, is just to give, right? Write a check. Of course, who writes checks anymore? It's probably electronic, but I know Compassion has like a whole area that Processes checks. I, don't, I can't imagine you get as many as you used to, but anyway, it's changed. But it, it was a machine that was needed, you know, let's say 10, 15 years ago. But like you said, a lot of it's electronic now, digital. Right. So that's a pretty simple way to give. But, you know, you're part of the legacy and asset giving team. That's, you know, that says a lot. So what that to me says is that, you know, we want to help people. Hey, if they want to write a check, they want to do an electronic deposit, they want to do the $38 a month. Great. As you said, that's a big part of your your budget, but there's lots of other ways that people can give. And I've talked to people about this a long time. You know, most of our wealth is not in our checking account. It's Mm -hmm. not in our, it's in our assets. It's in the things that we own. It's in our businesses. It's in our real estate. It's in our investments. So let's talk a little bit, 
Jim, about what does it mean? What does that? What do you mean when you say you're part of the legacy and asset giving team? You know, what does that mean? What? How do we help people maybe expand their horizons on giving? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think uh, to your point, 99% of people's wealth, not including their home, is in non-cash. You know, right. so people, our wealth is just not there. And so even people give $38 a month, more and more have learned to give appreciated assets instead of cash. And so if someone can give something like an appreciated stock is common mm-hmm. for people to have some kind of stock portfolio or some appreciated stock that they can give from, and they can give the same amount but avoid all the capital gains that they would have to absorb with their with their stock gift. They can even buy back the same amount of that stock and, and wipe the capital gain off the table. Uh, we get more and more people giving from their IRAs. Um, so if they're at an age where they can give direct from an IRA, they do that. And then folks are using things like donor advised funds to when they have a sort of a, a large tax hit in a given year, they find a way to donate an appreciated asset, or maybe they got an inheritance, or maybe they got you know business stock options or restricted stocks selling a business and give a percentage of that to charity ahead of time before the sale. And they just, you know, save themselves a huge amount of money. You can, you can give the money to your heirs ultimately, you know, to charity or to the government. And most people like to find ways to give, pass on more to their heirs and more to the charity or as believers to God's kingdom and less to the government. And so we help people just look at their assets. And so that's where the, so the asset can be given today through a stock appreciated stock or a property or business interest. And it can also be given as part of their legacy plan. Um, and there's even life income instruments that they could get income today for giving a gift, you know, to charity. So, so really there's, if you kind of expand your mind a little bit, there's a whole kind of another way to think about giving instead of just your traditional write a check. It's think about, like you said, 99% of your assets aren't in your checkbook. There's things that we can do to legally right? Reduce our tax burden while at the same time benefiting our favorite charity. Maybe you've got a situation where you've got some appreciated assets and maybe you need, you'd like to get some income off those investments while you're alive. And then when you die, all the money would go, the remainder would go to your favorite charity. That can be done as well. A lot of people don't realize that. So I think, I think the main message I would want people to understand is that it's not just doing it the same way we've always done. And as time goes on, think, expand your horizons a little bit and think about some of the things you talked about. There are, how do we use the bulk of our estate, our assets, to maybe do more smarter giving that benefits you and, your, and the organizations that you support in a better way? And you can, I always say, tell people, you can turn your tax dollars into giving dollars. Yep. One of the uh, taxes that is optional is the estate tax. Yeah. I, I tell people and they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, if you leave and you've heard a lot of these billionaires that are making these pledges to leave their assets to charity. Talk a little bit about that. You know, that's one thing that people are concerned about. Maybe the estate tax laws are going to change. When, I, when you say tell someone that capital gains taxes are optional, estate taxes are optional, even the taxes on your IRA when you pass away could be optional. What do you mean by that? Yeah, those are great questions. And I, I guess maybe I'll just start with the last one, the IRA, because I think that's a, a part of legacy and a part of giving that if, if folks, as they get to be uh, over 70 years old, um, they can 70 and a half and up, you can give direct from your uh, IRA to charity. And right, we call it a qualified charitable distribution for those of you wondering what the official name of it is. That's right. And it goes right from your IRA to the charity. 
it can't come to you first. It's got to be directed to the charity. But but then you've never paid taxes on that money. You put it in pre-tax, it grew without taxes, and now you give it away and you avoid taxes. And the advantage there is that if you have heirs you were going to pass some wealth on to, if you pass on your IRA to your heirs, they're going to have to pay taxes on that because right. no one's paid. But if you give it to charity, no one ever pays taxes on that money. It's really one of the most brilliant things you can do as a believer um, if you get to that age. And so that's right. one significant way to give. Um, as part and of we can, you know, we even make it easy on you. We'll set up an account with check writing on it. We'll set up an IRA for you with that. We'll just we'll call it like your QCD giving account, and we'll give you a checkbook on it, and you just write checks to your favorite charities. It's almost like I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and she has a donor advised fund with the National Christian Foundation, mm-hmm. and I said, well, we can just we'll create your own little mini DAF inside your IRA. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, you just write the checks. You just got to make sure they clear before the end of the year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, there's some magic there, but it's, it's, it's totally doable. Just send a check a little bit earlier, but that's a great way. And then if people are concerned about estate taxes, there's a, a multitude of tools that are available for folks to, and it's each case is so individualized, but in general, you can, you know, each state and or the federal government has changing, you know, state tax uh, break points, I guess, or points where it starts right. to be implemented. And so state by state, we deal with folks across the U.S., so it varies. But in general, you look at what are the, if you can look at, put all your, that God's entrusted you on the table and take a look at it, God, what would you have me do? And you're evaluating, how much do I want to pass on to my ears? What would be healthy for them? We have conversations with folks about, right. you, know, you know, too much too soon is usually a burden. It actually can ruin a child or a young person. So if you're going to give a significant amount of wealth, how much, in what kind of timing, and then what are those estate gift uh, tax implications? And then find ways, like you said, just give, you know, there's right now it's, it's, you know, it's $12 million for an individual and 24 for a couple, depending on what it is you're trying to pass on. A lot of folks don't need to give that much onto their heirs. So don't choose to do that. Right. And anything above that number can be given away and no one will ever pay taxes on that either. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, a lot of people we work with, they're, they're givers throughout their lifetime. But a lot of times they, they don't really think about, hey, what about making that final bequest when I die? Mm-hmm. Right. My kids, you know, they don't maybe they don't need all that money. Right. You can do some additional work when you're gone and there's ways to set it up so that you can um, I wouldn't say control it, but you can just determine who it's going to go to, how it's going to go there. Heck, even get your kids involved exactly while you're alive so that when you're gone, mm-hmm. You know, you can be part of the good work. I t- I've told stories about, you know, people that have left money in such a way that their family continues to get to participate when they're gone and continue the good work that they've they've done. And I know those are the kind of things that, well, you're not surprised, Jim, but I'm still somewhat surprised that people don't understand or haven't been told about, you know, asset-based giving. Sometimes even folks with lots of wealth, you mention that to them and they, their eyes kind of light up and didn't, they don't know that that's even available. Yeah, so uh, I think of it as a win, a win-win, right? It's a win yeah. for you. It's a win for most, compassion and your other ones. Yeah, most people, Wade, aren't like you that even understand this. You know, as financial advisors, they're not always charitably minded. They're not always charitably inclined. And they're not necessarily going to bring that up with their the people they serve. Um, and so a lot of folks that are advising people as financial managers, they don't know. Or sometimes they don't have the incentive to bring it up. Because, you know, the, if someone, if a client gives away money, you know, that's not as maybe as uh, productive for them. And so as it's important for each of us to be wise stewards of what God's entrusted to us and understand what's available. Like one of the interesting things that you, you talked about is 
I think when folks start making plans, estate plans, maybe they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. But the, the typical age that someone passes and gives a, a gift through their estate across the United States, across any number of organizations, is like 88 or 89 years old. Okay. So by the time you're 88 or 89, and let's say you have children, and, and one of your, your kids are at 60s and mid-50s, but their kids are now, they're also through college. You're talking about you know, great-grandkids. So you know, if you have millions of dollars, how much do you want to pass on? What's really helpful? To which generation do you give it? Right. Um, things change with that. And then I talked to a ministry partner yesterday who, who she has a plan as part of her estate plan, and she's in her mid-70s, but she's like, you know, why am I waiting? I want to give now. And, and uh, you know, there's a, a famous financial advisor that says, hey, give it while you're giving while you're living so you're knowing where it's going. Yeah, Ron you know, I love it. Experience the joy of giving what God's entrusted to you. It feels great to give. And I would just say that's the kind of conversations we like to have with folks is to sit down, look at your plan. You know, come up with ways that we can help you have a leave the type of legacy that you want, but also, like you said, give now, make sure it fits within your plan. That's the difference, right? We want to, we want to help, you know, it's not our money. We want to support, we, we realize that it's God's money. So we're just stewards of it. So how can we help you guys be better stewards? That's our mission statement at Chessman Well. So Jim, I really appreciate the time. You know, I didn't necessarily want this to be a in-depth, all the different strategies you can take advantage of. I wanted to plant a seed for people just so they understand there is a whole world out there of advanced planning, advanced giving, legacy planning. And that's the kind of work that we like to do. Sit down, we'll talk about what your situation is, and we'll help you come up with, you know, ideas. And then we work with folks like you at great organizations like Compassion then to put it into place and get things going. So really appreciate your time today, Jim. I'm looking forward to continuing to work together and appreciate your insights. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I just want to say, uh, Wade, first of all, I love your heart. Thanks for the, what you've you shared and the way you serve folks. Um, I think we are, first of all, I love your servant heart and what you do. And I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. I want the people I interact with to hear that. That's why we help them be wise stewards that they can hear well done, good and faithful servant. I think you're somebody that helps people with that too. So thanks for encouraging and spurring people on to to be right, you know, and to uh, stand with confidence before the Lord that they've stewarded wisely. So appreciate what you do. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a part of the episode and we'll catch you guys next time on the Money Night Podcast. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced in Monday night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The charitable entities and or fundraising opportunities described herein are not endorsed by or affiliated with Satara Advisor Networks LLC, CWM LLC, or their affiliates. 
Our philanthropic interests are personal to us and are not reviewed, sponsored, or approved by Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, or CWM, LLC. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM, LLC.